There's something new and exciting buzzing around town called the Breakfast Ball Podcast. Every Thursday, the guys will talk all things golf and sports, from gambling style, trending topics, and all the things you and the crew would talk about on the course. Join the Breakfast Ball Podcast for hilarious takes and interviews with local and national legends wherever you listen to podcasts. Look, they're not trying to go pro here, guys, but they do take their amateur status seriously. Download and listen every Thursday to the Breakfast Ball Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode, episode number two of the Breakfast Ball Podcast, located here in Springdale, Arkansas, at the Jumble Hut. Whoa, 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 breaking news, breaking news. Arkansas selection, Arkansas selection, we are a? Number eight. We're a number eight seed facing? Illinois. Illinois, all right, I like that. Hey guys, it's been a fantastic few days. It's been, a, it's been super exciting, the energy, the positivity, the vibes, the encouragement, the good and bad criticism. It has been an absolute blast. We released the first episode on Thursday. Already have a couple hundred downloads and counting. It has been, I tell you what, I've had the most fun. This has been the most fun so far, and I'm super excited to get it started. So let's hop into episode number two. Hey, we were at JJ's Live last week, and we got to listen to the great Ian Munsick just absolutely bring the house down. So let's get the show started with him. Hey, from Cave Springs, Arkansas, by way of Buffalo, New York, he's our man over there, our money manager, as he said, the Vegas king. We'll get into that. Give it up for Jonathan Wichman. Oh, he's here, baby. That's what I'm talking about. He's from Tennessee. Let's get it right. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Tennessee, really, but... Directly to his right, if you couldn't tell, his brother, the man with many, 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 many nicknames. Today, we're going to go with Binksy, a.k.a. Jer Bear, a.k.a. Dip Van Dyke. Give it up for Jeremy Wichman. DVD here. <laughs> and to my left, we're short one today. How about Chef Mac, the famous, the big-time chef of Quail Hollow for 24 years from North Carolina? What to do, Chef? Hey, I'm real pumped, man. Just listening to you, I'm ready to get this party started. Live. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about. My name's Rex French. Uh, I'm from Pineville, Missouri, by way of Little Rock, Arkansas. I tell you what, guys. The response this week alone has been absolutely incredible. I don't know if you guys have felt it, but I felt it. From the moment that we said, hey, we're doing this, to the moment that we launched it, to the moment that we got the first download. I mean, it has been absolutely extraordinary. The amount of friends calling, the amount of people texting. I think we've got something really fun here on our hands. And that's the thing. I think that's what's important. We're not here to like try and make it super big or make a lot of money. We all have our own careers. We all have a good living. Uh, but we're here to build a community and have fun with it, and I think people can see that. What do you guys think so far? I think it's great. I, I, am, I am single, so I wouldn't mind making it big just to be famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know okay, I mean? fair enough. Okay, just wanted to throw that out there. See, you know, I, I'm not single anymore, so I'm not used to thinking that way anymore. You know, Miss Jenna might not be very happy if, I, if that's the route I went. So I got to say, you know, hey, I don't need to be famous. <laughs> you know, like oh, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm going to shoot my shot regardless, and I'm going to land, you know, here and there. Here's Bullfrog. <laughs> here's here's okay. Bullfrog again. Yep. Here's the thing about Jeremy. Jeremy's always going to be a local legend no matter where you go. Every bar that we walk into, every restaurant that we walk into, any facility that we walk into, they know exactly who he is. And it's like they all get ready. They stand at attention. They're like, all right. 
Batten down the hatches. Shit's about to get wild. Here he is. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> All right, guys. It has been fun. It has been an absolute blast so far, and I'm excited to keep it going. Hey, speaking of fun, the Players' Championship has been going on this week. Um, you could call it the fifth major, if you will. Um, some big scores dropped today. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. Okay, I need to say this. On last week's podcast, I dogged on Scotty just a little bit saying, hey, it's a new year. The Scotty of last year would have closed it out. Um, as we left, I thought I, that may have been one of the dumbest things that I could have said because Scotty Scheffler is a dog. And he what does is. he do this week? He remains in contention Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, he goes up on a two-shot lead, chases down the leader, goes up 14 under. He's got a two-shot lead going into Sunday. And then he has absolutely just ran away with this tournament. You knew it yesterday. I mean, it, it, midway through yesterday, he turned on the on the Jets, and it was over. I mean, he was leaving everybody in the dust, and you knew he, he's a champion. So, I mean, he came out today, you knew it was over. Yeah, when Lee teed it up today, I thought, oh, my God, this is I, – I feel bad for this kid because the presence of Scotty Scheffler – and Scotty Scheffler's a kid, too. He's, like, 25, yeah, 26 years old. I mean, he's a kid, too. He looks like a kid all baby-faced, you know. Yep. Um, but there's just – he's just got this presence now. When he walks onto a golf course, you just know he's going he's gonna to shoot low. Yeah, well, Scotty is um, – I didn't think he was going to be the kind of person – that um, a golfer he turned out to be, but seems like he's legit. He's going for it. I mean, he is. He is that. That what gets me with that right foot that kind of slides behind him. I think he's getting ready to slice a ball off to the left, off to the right, and that ball just is a dog hunting down the dag on fairway. He is. He is a beast, man. He's a beast. Well, that's uh, what I love about him so much is because. Mac, we've played together, and when I swing a driver, like, I go out there with cruel intentions. Like, my whole body leaves the ground, I feel like. I really drag that right foot, and watching everybody goes, oh, you should keep your feet still. You should keep your feet still. Keep your feet back there, you know? I ain't never thought that. But watching Scotty, watching Scotty just absolutely unload and his whole body come through that golf ball, I go, all right, all right, all right, all right. right." He's one of us. And the um, um, playing playing the uh, Players' Championship – that is not an easy course with them bringing the the rough in and that grass being high, and definitely they haven't cut it in a couple of days. It rained. You get some of those um, um, uh, places where the ball lands at. It's a beast to be able to try to get it out of there, and he is just being able. Um, his chipping, oh, if I could chip like that. Man. The chipping this week, I mean, he, he would hit a chip, and it just – sneaks up to the pin, and he got no-stress birdies. That's what my game needs to be like. My game (laughs) sucks because I can't do that because it's always five feet. The guy putts so smooth, too. I mean, there's no hitch in anything that he does. I tell you, one of the best chip-ins we saw was today, and it came uh, from one of Ryan Goss's picks, uh, Griffin. He hit it into the 17th sand trap, and me and Jeremy were both out there. like We were in the house, and we were watching, and we both went, oh, shit. I mean, it was just barely off the lip on the back side of the sand. Looked like there was a bunch of sand wedged up underneath it, and it was gross. I mean, it looked like and he's on the short side of the green where the flag pin was. So if he if he mishits it just a little bit, it doesn't make it out of the sand trap. If he if he hits it 
yeah, way too roll much. Forever. It rolls forever <laughs> and is going off the green and into the water. And then dude just dunks it. <laughs> I mean, straight up. The dance that his caddy did. Oh, man. it was like high stepping. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It and was, we were too, dude. We 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 lost it. We were yeah. blowing up. That was awesome. Yeah. And what about the hole in ones? Twelve up to this point. I think this is right. Twelve, three in this week. Yeah, they had three this week. Three hole in ones on seventeen. They they did go for a stretch there uh, of like fourteen years where they didn't have a hole in one. Um, you definitely expect one, probably, maybe, or you know, every other year. But this year they had three, and that, that green is just absolutely ridiculous. You saw it today; they had the whole location uh, down on the far right bottom side there, um, and so you got the big ridge. Right. The amount of guys that would have that were sitting on top of the ridge, looking the complete opposite direction running it alongside the top side of that ridge and then having it fall down and roll, I mean, it was impressive. These guys, I mean, they're just unbelievable. They really are. It was amazing. The other guy that I want to spotlight, Tyler Hoagie. He is, uh, he is the guy that says, hey, don't ever give up on your dreams, kids. Uh, whenever things are going bad, don't worry. Keep fighting. Keep, keep chugging along. On Friday, he almost missed the cut. Yes, he did. Yeah, it's, it's one nuts. shot, right? I think one, one, one shot away. Yeah. Or? Yep. Yep. He almost missed the cut. Now, here's what happened. He goes out and breaks the course record on Saturday. 62. Yes, he did. I 62? mean, yes, yeah. He did. You're 62 because um, who had it? It was Dustin Johnson a few others that were, that were on um, 63. And then all of a sudden, he comes – and I ain't, I'm not going to say it was a no-stress birdie that he got the record with, but it was longer than I wanted or <laughs> I wouldn't want. So, I mean, and he just popped it. And in his, it looked like he was like, okay, if I get it, I get it. If I don't get it, then I'm tied with the record. Right. Yeah. So to just be tied with the record and shoot that kind of a score – that's amazing. Well, and it put him in contention again because I mean he really wasn't in contention. Now he's now he's in contention, and I don't know if you saw. Do you see the par four? He you know puts on the green. Yeah. I mean, just the ball is perfect spot. I mean, yep. just rolls perfect. He, he's he's having the you know a little luck in that too. Sure. But man, what a round he played. Well, he, I, I believe he finished in at ten under on the tournament, and so that puts him in the top ten. Yeah. So you go from the cut line. No to, money. To a top 10 finish. Top five he's, finish? He's tied for third. Tied for third. Yeah, look at this guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's impressive. So, hey, if you have kids out there, tell them about Tyler Hoagie because that dude is a gangster. He was six over after round one. Yeah. Six over. Yeah, shot five under on Friday to get to plus one. Uh, barely made the cut. And then, uh, and then just went out and set the course record on Saturday like it was nothing. Well, you know, it at that that being said, the um the players that uh for twenty twenty three that didn't make the cut, uh, you know, you're talking about Rory, Matt. Well, he Fitzpatrick, played awful. Kurt Kitiyama, Keegan Bradley, Billy Herschel, um, Corey Connors, Harry English, all great players. It is nothing on the PGA. It is promised to you. Hey, say that Keegan Bradley name again. Keegan Bradley? Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tell y'all last week, Keegan Bradley, although he may be cheap 
in DraftKings. There's busted, a reason, bro. There's He's a reason. He's busted. He's going to go out and throw you a roundup and then choke. Or the one time you do pick him, you're going to think you have something, and then he's going to ruin your whole lineup. I got a buddy named Dwayne right now who every about hour or so the last couple of days since Saturday has sent me a message saying, fuck Bradley. Because he's got, he's got five guys in the top 10 or five guys in the top 20 and then Keegan Bradley. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like he was set well, up to just make an absolute money. How, how many people picked Rory? I mean, yeah. and, 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 and then me, yeah. Right. I mean, he's <laughs> me, been playing lots me, out. Me, 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 me. You know, yeah. and then he goes into this tournament and just man drops the bomb. Did well, anybody mean. get the uh, uh, lowdown on what happened to Ron? No, I, I a stomach I, illness. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he went out, and you know, it's always. I ain't gonna say that you know it, it was anything different, but it was like he looked fine the day before, right? Yeah, he shot and then one all under. Of a sudden, bye. You know, I was like, when I saw it coming from work, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, the only report that different. I saw was a stomach illness. Um, I didn't see, I, I didn't dive too deep into it. I just, I just didn't care. Uh, but you know, the, the bad, you get diarrhea on the golf course, game over. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing yeah. you can do about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, being a chef you know? uh, is one thing that we do not give golfers before they go out on the golf course, and that's anything with cream in it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but that's one of my fears. <laughs> that's one of my irrational fears because I have – I was like, is this I, a segue I, right I, here? I, no. That's, like, that's, what, that's supposed to be way down on the sheet here. It's supposed to be. But, but screw it. Let's get into let's it. Get it irrational fears. One of mine, all right, is having to poop on the golf course for two reasons. One – well, three reasons. One, I don't wear underwear ever. Uh, unless I'm going to play basketball or I'm fighting bulls, and I, I put some underwear on, okay? That's wise. Uh, number two, <laughs> every bathroom on a golf course is as hot as the devil's bum hole. I mean, they it's the most miserable place to be. And I feel like you always got to fight off like a squirrel or a bunch of bugs when you get in there. <laughs> oh, and God. so you get done, you know, you use the bathroom and it's just it's the grossest feeling to finish out, yeah, to finish out mm -hmm. the round. You're like you're sweaty so you're not sure if you got it. Maybe that's too in depth, right? Yeah, you're always trying nah, to hold but, it, right? Yeah, yeah but I, the whole, I, the same I'm not thing. going in there, but it, it, yeah, the and the woods, oh, man. And then I'm not a good golfer, so I worry about like you know like just hitting one fat, really chunking one, and then pooping my pants. Yes, I've I'm, got a story. I've got a story about this actually. Well, yeah, you take your story. I don't want to talk about mine. Okay, <laughs> I uh, I'll tell you. There may be one other worst place. Uh, it was never really a, a rational fear of mine, but this is a, a true story that just happened pretty recently. I'm in uh, I'm in Florida at Disney World. Okay. And uh, we're about to hop on a ride. I'm feeling fine all day, just like Rom was. You know, you're feeling fine. <laughs> all of a sudden, out of nowhere, right? It hits you, and it's a it's a hit you like like a train. Yeah. Okay. It's not like oh man, you know I don't feel that great. This one's like man, I feel fantastic. Let's conquer the day, carpe diem, and then bam, it's over. Right? You got to find a bathroom, and if you don't find it, you're in trouble. And you don't want to be in trouble around all these little kids at Disney World. And you know when you're Well, because they're going to call you out. Yeah. You shit your pants at Disney World. <laughs> the little kids are going to call you out, okay? I'd so, blame it on them. I'd be like, no, someone, this is one of these kids running around yeah. here well, the, shitting their britches. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is you're trying to run into the bathroom, and then you got the, the little kids, right? I mean, there's, there's thousands of little kids. 
and they're all in the in the in the stalls, okay? Because they they can't reach the urinal, so they're in the stalls. These kids take forever, and you're just I mean you're sweating. So this actually happened at Disney World. Terrible. It may be worse than a golf course because it's hot and it is it's smelly and it's terrible. You ever been to Disney World, Mac? I have not been to any one of the. Uh, I go to Orlando a lot, um, but you know my wife got mad at me for not going in the Universal because I just didn't want to pay for the ticket. Yeah, there, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Jonathan. Yep, Jeremy, Mac. What constitutes? So I. I have a rule, right? As a man, as a grown adult, let's say, not even a man, as a grown adult, you have... Man rules. You have, yeah. And you're allowed to poop yourself at least once a year. That's my rule. Because we're men. I mean, we do a lot of things. We eat greasy, nasty food from time to time. We do a lot of things. You know, we never really want to go. Like, we don't want to stop the fun. You know what I mean? So you're allowed one good poop of yourself a year. Once you do that, you're out of them. You're just out. You don't have your man card no more. You're just, that's all you got, right? So what constitutes an actual poop in your pants? Because I don't know if I should give up my man card yet or not for this year because I I, I had the same experience at work the other day where I trusted one oh. and oh. had a little accident in my britches. That's he fucked around and found, found a ride out. <laughs> I mean, that's ride in your pants. out. I, I had, I had, I, I scooted to the bathroom in the shop, <laughs> cleaned up a little bit of a mess, and then drove to my girlfriend's apartment so I could change bridges. Not your girlfriend's. Yeah. Oh. Well, she wasn't there. Oh, she that's wasn't good. Okay, there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was about so, to say, if you've got, if you've got to experience that, you know, level of judgment, then I, I'd say we'll give you your <laughs> man card back, but. Damn. Well, I was hoping I still had it for the year, but I guess. No, not. I think, I, well, it's, it's different for you. You know, uh, you don't wear underwear. Yeah. I could shoot a little in, in, in boxers, take them off, and still ride, you know? Oh, <laughs> and still ride. But just, for just, you, it's still a, ride. Just a, a quick swish in the sink, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, that's, that's so. That's, who wants to go next on this? Let's go back. <laughs> oh, yeah, who else pooped their pants recently? Uh, no, I ain't going to say. He's got an irrational fear, though. I have a. Um, <laughs> A dating one, you know. Okay. I, I was dating, and um, it was a new date, you know. So I'm, 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 uh, trying to be a, a, a good, a good, you know, uh, a good date. A gentleman. Yeah, you go over to a person's house, and the last thing you want to do is, uh, hey, can I go use your bathroom and oh. go in there and, yeah. uh, you know, you know, you you, you drop a, a real good load and then leave that, <laughs> that that lingering behind, right? So, you know, you try to hold it. So, okay, so you, you that's accomplished. You've held it. You're going home. You get in the car. You got about a 20-minute ride. Oh. I, when your knees, and you're trying to push the gas pedal, and your knees start going over the. You don't know which pedal you pushing, trying trying to squeeze. You don't know if you're going or coming around over there. Trying to squeeze the cheeks together, you know. And then you get to a point where you pull up into your driveway, and you hurt bad. Get out the car, make it to the door, and then just say, 
Screw it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got five feet and you can't hold it there. I can't, can't no. do any I couldn't do any better than that. No. So, you know, I at least I made it home. Right. And she didn't have to deal with, you know, any of the uh, um the, uh, the repercussions, the, the aroma yeah. uh, that I would have left behind. But at the end of the day, she married me. So, hey. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You did the right thing. You might have went the opposite direction. Yeah, it probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You got any irrational fears, Jer? An irrational fear. Yeah. I've got a bunch of them. I, so I don't know. I feel I like all my fears are rational in my mind. But, uh, I mean, yeah, there's probably some out there. Oh yeah. Well, tell us one of them. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm 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 doing I'm doing thinking. Johnson's got one. I, I got can tell one right there. I definitely have a weird one. All right. And it and it just happened in Northwest Arkansas. Oh wow. I saw this in the news. Okay. A snake coming up your toilet. Oh. That's an irrational fear that I have, and it, I know it's that's a weird one, but it just happened in Northwest Arkansas. There was a snake that that got inside a toilet, and they found it. Um, broke open the toilet, and the snake was just sitting inside the ceramic or the porcelain. That was in there. That freaks oh, me so out. Oh, so it came out of the toilet and then to hide. Yes. It went up under, under the, the seat lid. Under, yes. Yeah, that's a stinger. That is a stinger. <laughs> yeah, yes. they broke a little bit of the toilet and you could just see the snake. I yeah. mean, the uh, thick boy yeah. just wrapped around that. That was in Northwest Arkansas, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think yeah, I so. I saw that on the news. Yeah. See, what kind of, Did they say what kind of snake it was? Uh, it was one, the, most venom, snake. the most venomous snake in the world. Well, if it bites you out. in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, what I'm saying. It's that booty snake. <laughs> no, I, who's going to suck that out? Yeah, right. Who knows? <laughs> We're going to say Joe do, today because he ain't here. Do, 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 do you call the exterminator or the plumber on that one? That's hey, right. f- folks from the north, though, won't understand that. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. But being from the south, that's a true fear. I, I don't know how many times I've walked into a bathroom, whether at like deer camp or a duck club or one of my cousin's houses or one of, you know, a, a friend's house and actually checked underneath the toilet seat for spiders and snakes before I sat down to do my business. Hey, and on mm. top of that, Look at all of the work they're doing on the streets and stuff where they can get in and, you know, they make their home there. But then they, they keep moving around till they come up out of somebody's toilet. Yes. <laughs> and it might be yours. Rex, I, I'm going to find these people. I'm yeah. going to find the people that had it happen in Northwest Arkansas. We're going to get them on the show. Yeah, we need to. We, we we gotta, that. I just got to see what their reaction was when they when they went into the bathroom and they heard this snake. Bro, that house would be up for sale. Yeah, I'll, oh. I'll, yeah I'd be done, Zod. It could be the worst market imaginable sold. Yeah, yeah. You can have it. I'm out. Well, that was good. I like that. I like how we segue into that. Didn't even didn't even plan it. It was yep. gonna be later on later on down the list. And uh that was that was fantastic. Uh I'm glad everybody got to find out uh, that I recently pooped myself a couple of days ago. So uh my family's gonna be real proud of me. Yeah, uh, my wife is getting ready to find out that I pooped myself. <laughs> <laughs> she all these years she's been wondering what happened to that bathroom. Uh, turns out so Mac, Mac attack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So there's lots of news going on in golf. Uh, one thing that's always been at, at the center of attention, especially here lately, it seems like it's never ending is the live versus PGA tour. Um, I, I like the idea of live golf. I've expressed that with you guys just hanging out and talking, but I love the PGA tour too. I just love golf in general. Um, so what, what I, what I have a problem with is the PGA tour though. I think they're the most petty sports the NCAA right is a yeah. terrible 
organization. Can we all just yes. agree to that? Oh, yes. Money hungry, greedy, true, true that, true that, true uh, just a terrible. But the PGA Tour is getting there. These guys may be the most petty individuals of all time. They had something come to them like live golf, right? And they didn't. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. All they did was complain. They said it's ruining the game. They said there shouldn't be no cuts. There shouldn't be music. You shouldn't be allowed to play in shorts. You shouldn't have fun, right. essentially. And they used the excuse that, hey, this money comes from Saudi, and that's why we shouldn't be a part of it. Well, newsflash, those guys are making money off Saudi. Let's yes. be – if you're rich, yeah. you're, you're getting paid. You're making some money from, from, some, from some Saudi folks, right? But here's where I've, I've really drawn the line with, with, with what I think about the PGA. Because now they're developing a format, okay, for select tournaments where there's no cut. So the, one, the biggest thing that they argued about besides Saudi was the no-cut golf tournaments. Now they're selecting a format. It's going to be eight designated, eight, eight designated events plus three FedEx Cup playoffs where there's no cut, okay? And everyone gets paid? Everyone gets paid. Hmm. Sounds like live golf to me. S- sounds well, they, exactly they, they've like actually yeah. They've actually been doing that for a while. They got these tournaments that are – um, no cut tournaments that you get to play to to the end, um, but they're bringing it into the forefront because um, they're paying a lot more money to keep people from leaving the PGA. Right. So that's what they're having to do. Right. They say it's different because these players have earned their rankings. Right. They say that that's the only difference, they say. Because these guys have earned their rankings in the points, they have now qualified for these eight tournaments. Well, I would argue that Dustin Johnson earned his ranking with Live Golf. Sure. Phil Mickelson earned his ranking with Live Golf. Even, even Ian Poulter, who's a top 100 guy year in and year out, earned his ranking with Live Golf. Yeah. So – the fact that you couldn't still do this, you were just so you just didn't like the idea of somebody else coming in and having a better idea than you. They want a monopoly on golf. Yeah, exactly, That's my it. point. So now let's just recap this. Now they have tournaments with more money. Okay, so that's good for the, uh, that's good for the golfers. They have they now have these designated events, which many golfers didn't know that they would have to show up at. Yep. Right, and they have the no cut tournaments and. You only have a few select events with those. So they're pretty much taking the live golf model and just put a PGA Tour stamp on it. Right. I'm going to say that I think that the one thing that the PGA is pulling out of their butt uh, is the fact that live golf plays Friday, Saturday, and Sunday the same way that the ladies golf plays or the senior golf plays. They're saying that you need to have that, 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 Four day. Well, they want you to have that fatigue after the four days, after the pressure, after sure. that, and then you get that status. But Live Golf is saying, "Hey, we're gonna pay you money, and that you be able to go hang out." I'm all for um, people having family time, people having me time, people having the time to be able to do things. But at the end of the day, okay standard was set that you play four days and you knew what uh, what profession you would get in getting in i myself love golf i would play 30 days a week 
if there was 30 days in a week. <laughs> I would play Where as much because it is playing. It is having a good time doing what you love to do. Do we love doing it anymore? I, and that's a good question yeah. because all of a sudden you're making all this money and now you really don't want to play no more. Well, and I think you want to spend that money. You know, Mac, and you can probably attest to this. A lot of listeners out there probably think, you know, that don't really follow the world of golf that much, that you see these select few people that make a lot of money in golf. But the reason the Live Tour, I think, is, is going to be very popular for some of these golfers is that most golfers don't make money, right? And they, they go through a lot of practice. They go through a lot of, I mean, years and years of practice and qualifying and don't ever make it to these big tournaments or don't ever, or don't ever get paid in these tournaments. Yeah. And they don't make the cut in these tournaments. And then you get a, a guy like that just happened that, that doesn't make, almost doesn't make the cut, shoots record score, and now, he's in, and now he's in the match. That could have happened several times, and us see some of the greatest moments in golf, but didn't get to see it because that one guy didn't make the cut. Yep. And that's what makes what we do or what we're doing right now. So, you know, I, I guess the broadcasters and people out there, they say that this is what makes that moment that you got something to talk about because that person that was not supposed to be able to do that, he comes out of nowhere. Right. And he becomes something. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's getting paid. Nobody's got any pressure. And I'm going to the next uh, tournament. And it's almost like it's, 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 it's the boys club. We're going to. You win this week, I win next week. Right. We're not worrying about anything because well, all of us are getting paid. That's right. Well, I'm with you. I still think there's some competitive spirit there and those guys want right. to win. I don't have a problem I with think, the competitive spirit. I think, I think with their problem is, is that the PGA Tour makes so much money and these guys are showing up as the talent. I mean – they they lost their base. I mean, like they lost their big guys. Uh, all of like the entertainers in golf. You lost the Brooks Kepkas. You lost the Bryson DeChambeau. Right. You lost the Ian Poulter. I, I I guess I really like Ian Poulter for some reason. You lost <laughs> Dustin Johnson. You lost Phil Mickelson. Uh, oh, why can I not think of the dude with the mullet and the haircut and the mustache? Cam. Thank you, Cam. You lost Cam. I mean, one of the great up-and-coming golfers of our game. You lost them because you weren't paying them if they didn't make the cut. Right. Now, I'm with you the way old golf is. You know, you're supposed to make the cut to make money. Sure. But these guys just showing up to those tournaments and tweeting or Instagramming or Facebooking, whatever they're doing, bringing their sponsors there, right? Yep. They're still generating you millions of dollars. So not to give them a little bit back or put them on some sort of salary or have a contract or whatever the case may be, I can completely understand why they may, you know, have some animosity towards that. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, look at a guy like Brooks Kepka who goes out and for four years dominates golf. Right. Right. And then goes through some mental problems. I mean, he mm -hmm. bleached his hair blonde. Yeah. He, um, he was fighting injury over and over and over again and had two really rough years. He just couldn't quite get it figured out. But every tournament he went to, his crowds were massive. Yep. Whether he made the cut or not. He had the fights with Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, I, I was think, about to say I that. I think <laughs> they were staged. But for, that drama but made for it. six months, that was golf. Yeah. And then this Shambo got hurt. And I mean, a lot of those guys, it seemed like they decided that they were going to take a way out because they felt like they might be on their way out. 
Sure. I I, I mean, I, I, I think just like the NFL, when it had to come to the grips that we got to get these guys some kind of insurance. Yes. You know, we have to do something. And the PGA needs to figure it out on how they need to make these guys feel more inclusive to the money because just like the uh, NCAA, somebody's getting paid, but it ain't me. That's right. We need some. We we need for it to be. Um, it needs to be. The money needs to be. You know, uh, evenly distributed. We know that ain't getting ready to happen because somebody gonna have their pulse on the, they they finger on the pulse somewhere. So, you know, we what, talk, what do you do? We talked about this with Joe a little bit too, and you know, in his relationship with John Daly. I think golf is changing, right? Just like everything's changing. Yep. Years ago, John Daly came onto the scene, and, and he was this fun, charismatic guy that played golf. And and before that, golf had been so traditional, right? And then it and and the PGA tried to keep golf very, very traditional, which I love that that aspect of golf, right? I mean, you got the British Open and how traditional it is, and everything they've done is very traditional. But now you look at John Daly in his senior years. He's as popular as he's ever been. And I asked the question, why? Because golf is getting away from that traditional aspect. Grip it and rip it, exactly. baby. Yes. And, and I think Liv has changed and cultivated to the audience of golf. When Tiger Woods leaves the PGA, they've got a big problem if they don't start to adapt. Because you don't have somebody, just like you said today, Mac, you said, hey, if it wasn't for, for Tiger Woods, I probably wouldn't play golf. There's a lot of people that are in our generation that will say the same exact thing or say, I would have never watched golf if it wouldn't be for watching the best player of all time play golf. And I can't believe I just said that. Whoa. We forget. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're recording. Yeah. Ah. I am so glad. I've never, no. Thank you. Uh, oh, you know, <laughs> he, dog, you. he dogged Thank on my, helping me out. Yeah, I know. I he know. dogged on my Tiger Woods sweater here from Barstool well, Sports I, for five minutes while I got in the car. Here, here's the I thing. didn't think he was going to let me ride over here with him. Well, here's the reason, okay? Uh, Tiger is the greatest golfer that's ever played the game. He, he's just not the greatest man that's ever played sure, the game. Sure, sure, right? sure. Right? Sure, sure. And I was, oh, I love Phil Mickelson. I got to go to the Masters in 2004, uh, which was, I'm going to tell you, if you haven't been to Augusta, you've got to go. Um, it's it's the most majestic place on the planet. It, it, and, and you will love the PGA Tour once you sit at Augusta because of the tradition, just the, the clubhouse, the way that the golfers interact. But you watch a guy like Phil, and this is where I kind of, I would say my hatred for Tiger, but I would say my love for Phil came in, right? And then if you became a Phil fan, you know, that rivalry of Phil and Tiger was there. Yeah, you for so can't long. like both You of can't them. like both, right? You can like them, but you, you're going to root for one. Right. So I had to lean to Phil because, man, I mean, well, I mean, he shook my hand as a, you know, as a young kid. He, <laughs> you know, he patted me on the back, told me he loved me. You know, that kind he of thing. Did. Yeah, yeah. He said, you're the, you're the son I always yeah, wish I did. had. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. <laughs> But he, uh, you know, he was just so <laughs> likable to the audience. He was throwing his golf balls out to kids in the crowd. He you was know, making I, jokes. I've always wondered why you work out your calves so hard. Now, I did, yeah. now and, it makes and, sense. And then he was a pretty boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love Phil. So I, I think that was the, the big difference for me. But I think the PGA wants – they don't realize they've never not had Tiger playing or Tiger that's in the media. The, that's the kicker. The PGA Tour got carried by Tiger Woods yes. for 20-plus years, and they forgot. Yep. Yeah. That's what did it. That's what did it. Hey, look, I ain't going to make no excuses for Tiger. Sometimes he could be a dick. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. you can say that. Sometimes. A male opinion. He can be yeah. a dick, but, you know, when you are or you are getting threatened in ways, it's hard to stick your hand out 
to try to shake somebody's sure. hand sure. when you don't know what kind of ill, you know, you know, thought somebody might have if you stick your hand out oh, there. Oh, trust you me, know, I considered it. His hand <laughs> is part of his golf club, right? Yes. And if you stick it out there, somebody cuts it, you know, That's or right. something right. like that. So you 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 gotta kind of. I know from sitting in meetings for the Wachovia, the Quail Hollow Championship, and the uh, uh, Wells Fargo, is that there is a concern. There right. was a concern, but if he said he was coming, everything got ramped that's up. It. Everything got ramped up. And that's kind of what I think I'm saying, too, is that I, I think the PGA is really going to see a difference. And and we're not far away from Tiger. I don't think we're far away from Tiger being done with golf. Yeah. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries, you know, so, some golf-related, some being hit by car-related, um, <laughs> or, or him, him running around. off the side of a cliff. Yeah, 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 running off the side of a cliff. Some of those things, I, I think that it's going to catch up with him as he, as he ages, and he's a phenom. I mean, he, he's come back from these injuries – better than anybody possibly could have and played better than anybody possibly could have. But there's going to be a point in time where he slows down, not able to play at the level of, of these guys, these young guys that are now. And, and, and let's, let's talk about his training. Tiger Woods created training for golf. Yeah, I agree. Now these guys are training like Tiger. So it's hard to, to overshadow these young guys that are training as hard as you did. Yeah, look at Rory. Whenever Rory first came onto the, uh, first came onto the tour – he was a dumpy, baby-faced, pudgy kid who could hit the ball curly a hair. mile. Yes. That curly hair? And then all of a sudden, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, super curly hair. And then he won him a couple majors, but the next thing you know, he comes back the next year, and the dude's just ripped. Yep. He got on that tiger plan. You got that tiger, tiger plan. plan. That but tiger you, blood. Now you got all those players doing that. You know? Yeah, so, 100%. So they're going to be at that level. But the, the problem is they're not going to – create an audience like tiger did no i agree yeah well you know now they're a team right god dang how much money you got to give out to everybody else to get be a team right you need to get paid right you know what i'm saying to have a coach uh you got to have a stress coach you got to have a a, a workout coach you got to have a shoe coach and you got to have clothes coach and you got to have a coach for everything there's a coach 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 I'm like, God dang, who's how much money am I actually making right. on the PGA when half of them, it's a team. Yeah, these management teams are quite impressive. Uh, They're getting paid. Sure, sure. I mean, you have a putting coach, a short game coach, uh, and then just a swing coach in general. You have your trainer. Um, you have your manager, you have your agent and your therapist, uh, and yeah, usually a therapist. Cause these golfers, uh, as we all know, like, just like all of us, uh, are, have, have, uh, have some, uh, addiction problems. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's yeah. that it's a mental some game. Head I mean, there's sure. head games all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean, you got to be addicted to be that, to be that good at anything. You've got to be addicted. To yeah. It. You got it. I mean, that's what I, that's what I got from full swing watching it. You know, and watching kind of the fall of Brooks Kepka. Yes. Because you watch this guy walk around, chest bowed out, doesn't doesn't care, talks about how he doesn't practice a whole lot when it comes to the regular tournaments. The only ones he really preps for are the majors because that's the ones that he really wants to win. But you saw this guy come in and absolutely just dominate. And then had, you know, got weak, had some had some injuries, had some struggles. And you watch this and go in depth and you see a guy like that. With that much natural talent, which with that much charisma and things going for him, 
all of a sudden on recorded deal say, I don't know if I can compete with these guys week in and week out. That's the thing. How confident that guy was coming in, winning four majors in two years or whatever it was, and then to watch him be so vulnerable and to think he doesn't have it anymore. It's or whatever it, it it was it was game. wild to watch hey, you know, how mental it is for for a guy that looks like that or Bryson DeChambeau or whoever yeah to, just think about this most of those guys they didn't get hurt playing golf right they got hurt snowboarding <laughs> they got right. hurt um, skiing yeah, or they got hurt um, 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 out there on doing the wave in in Maui you know yep. they got hurt doing something other than golf which translated into I'm going to be hurt for the season some kind of way, which has been when Tiger's biggest hurt was something he was messing with the Navy SEALs or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah he, got hurt doing that. He was doing training with Navy SEALs, uh, like the actual, actual training, and would go and spend time with them, and that's where he got his first list of injuries. Right, so, you know, like like Roethlisberger, uh, Rox, how you say it? Roethlisberger. You know, on the motorcycle. Yeah. It wasn't nowhere on the football field, and then all of a sudden that carries into his his career. And, and, you know, we don't think about it, but golf is such an individualistic game. You know, every other sport you think about, I mean, almost every sport maybe other than tennis, right, You've got a team to support you. You've got players that, that can help you and assist you no matter what. In golf, it's you alone. Yeah. I mean, you've got nobody to depend on out there on that yeah, course. Yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah and you. if you get hurt. You just got your caddy. You'd run in a team. And a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's about all you got. <laughs> uh, you run in the team, right? Yeah, And you ain't got no money right. coming that's in. That's right. Speaking of teams... What what about them? Uh, what about them hogs? Well, that's what I was just going to talk about here. It's a big day uh, for all college basketball fans. We've had the SEC tourney, which uh, uh, Alabama won. Uh, it's its second SEC title uh, in three years. I cannot stand Alabama. My hatred for Alabama. I mean, it, it, I get so mad when I think of Alabama, and it really pisses me off that one of my greatest friends is an Alabama fan. Because for a, at, at least a few days out of the year, I, I just don't want to talk to him. I don't want to hang out with him. I don't want to be his friend. We should just kick him out. Because <laughs> <laughs> he ain't here today. He's not here today. Yeah, he's anyways. out of here. Get out of here. Because they're just, I just don't like them, man. And it's not the fact that they won. But, I mean, like all this stuff with Brandon Miller, their fans are terrible. There was people wearing shirts saying, killing our way to uh, killing our way to a championship. Uh, they have videos uh, of them, like, shooting a gun. And it says, you know, Missouri's next. Just complete, complete absence of anything going on around them. And I just don't like them. They're, right? they're as bad as Patrick Mahomes' wife. They're as bad as Patrick and Jackson Mahomes, yeah, right? Yeah. Which they've gotten a taste of their medicine. I, I think Alabama is two in March Madness. I, I don't think they make the – they're the one, number one overall seed. I don't think they make the run that everybody else thinks that they do. Um, I like A&M. I had A&M pick to win the tournament, actually. Um, when watching Selection Sunday, which was going down as we were getting started for this, A&M, in my opinion, is uh, they got robbed the most. Big time. Uh, they're a seven seed. They finished second in the SEC, finished second in the SEC tournament, and they're coming in as a seven seed? 
Yeah. I do not understand that at all. But when it comes down to Arkansas, we would talk about Max team in North Carolina, but they're not even in the tournament. So, how do you win twenty five games and get low seven seed? Well, Mac, you could come low back low. with so much more because North Carolina is one of the blue bloods, and Arkansas is not. So, That's very true. Uh, so you've got us. So I'm gonna let me have my moment for yeah. a second. All right, I am not uh, going to <laughs> not let you have your moment. Thanks, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. Revenge. Oh, North Carolina's always had our number. Always had our number, except for way back in the day when Jordan was playing, we beat them. But um, uh, I like Arkansas's chances. We come in, we play Illinois in the first round. We're in the same bracket as Kansas, so that means we play Kansas in the round of 32. I don't like playing Big 12 teams because I think offensively they're the best league uh, in college basketball, but I like our chances against Kansas. Uh, I don't know how everybody else feels about that, I, but I really like our chances. I don't think Kansas. Kansas is that is is as good. I think Texas. Well, they've already beat them twice. Yeah. You know, in the last few weeks, so yeah. Texas is the better is a better team there. But Kansas got the number one. Texas is number two. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, they're not as they're not as scary to me as, and I know a lot of people have other ideas of what Purdue and some of these other teams. But Purdue is so big. They are big. And that's a hard team for us. I mean, when we get out-rebounded, which, you know, by those bigger teams, Kansas isn't – I don't think they're going to out-rebound us. Well, see, I wouldn't have minded playing a team like Purdue because they do have uh, – their center with Edie is going to be the national Gosh. collegiate player of the year or whatever. It's a big boy. But what you've noticed with them is without their guards, they're nothing. They don't have anybody. He can't create his own shot. I mean, he's seven foot two. He's – He's a beast down there, but he's not going to go out and create his own shot. So if you lock down their guards, they're beatable. And if anything, Arkansas has is pressure out of the guards. We're so long at the guard spot. I was kind of hoping we would draw Purdue in that second round um, uh, because I I really think we could shock the world there and beat a Purdue team uh, just purely based off defense. Uh, I don't I don't like our chances in this tournament. I think we're a good team, um, but I don't think we're beyond that. Uh, I think we play incredible defense, but we turn the ball over too much. You, you can't have both, especially when you're not a scoring team. Right. I mean, we we can drive to the hole, but we, we have a lot of misses around the rim. We get fouled a lot, but we miss a lot of free throws. Um, so I, I don't really like our chances. I think we could make a sweet 16. Um, because I th- I definitely think Kansas is beatable, but we got to get past Illinois first. Yep. And I don't. It's going to be tough. They're quick and athletic, so I don't I don't know how that's going to fare. My pick though to win the tournament, um, and I I never go with chalk as far as like number one seeds winning the tournament, uh, but I think Houston. I think Houston is set up for success. Houston. I think Houston plays amazing defense. They don't turn the ball over a whole lot. Um, they score whenever they want to. They're crazy athletic, insanely fast. I think I think Houston Houston's my pick to win it all. It sounds like <clears throat> sounds like grandma music to me. <laughs> I, uh, you know, Duke is still there, right? Yeah, Duke is yeah. still there. I, I, I know that. You know, you want to, and I am truly turning into an Arkansas fan. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're I just the hated the time. other night when they when they let that team. They had them by. I was like, 
oh my god this is beautiful i'm i'm getting i'm st-. and they when i turned it back on they had lost yeah we and were up 13 like, at the half and i and i and i yeah. thought, and i thought to myself okay how can that turn i mean they can turn the curve and be really good and get to that sweet 16 like you were saying but um there's a spoiler who is still in there and he it is, it is north carolina uh, um, based um, team Duke, where I don't deal with Duke very well <laughs> when it comes to Carolina, but at the end of the day, uh, I hate them suckers. But I'll go for them if they get to that Final Four. Well, I'll, if there's definitely... one thing about two, if there's one thing about Duke, they always show up in the big moments. I mean, you look at them run through their conference tournament. Um, Swag, new coach for sure, but he's been with the program for a while. You know, like he's Duke in and out. Um, here's two teams though I want y'all to look at. Okay, these are my two upset teams. Um, one of them is Iona. Um, I like Iona. They're a good tournament team. They're a great tournament team. They shoot the three ball really well. I think to have a couple runs, you got to be able to shoot the three ball. Another reason why I don't think Arkansas will make it very far because we don't shoot the three that well. Iona shoots the three really well. They run the court. I mean, they're insanely fast, and they play good defense. But let's not forget who their coach is in Rick Pitino. Uh, the dude's just a straight winner. He's taken 23 teams now, 23 or 24 teams to uh, the big dance. Um, it's quite impressive, and, th- and this could be his last year. At Iona, uh, his name's getting thrown around for the St. John's job and a couple others, so we'll see there. My other though, uh, I think is gonna make J Dub down here happy. I called uh, it early. I called it early. Oral Roberts. Yep. I called it early. <clears throat> Nobody believed me. You did call it, and I, I said I just don't know, man. But I watched them play every game of their conference tournament. Yep. Um, I love Connor Vanover. I think as Arkansans, we oh, all do. Got to root for that guy. We, we all have to root yeah. for him. Um, he didn't fit in our system. I think we would have liked to have him this year. Definitely. We, we didn't know that we were going to need him. We needed that big guy around the rim. Uh, but uh, and a guy that could just shoot a three from time to time would have yeah. been real nice. Uh, even though he's seven foot five, he can still drain him. Jesus. Um, but he's been, or he's seven foot two, seven foot three. <clears throat> seven feet is a But uh, he's really playing hard for for. Oral Roberts, that team looks scrappy. Yeah, he, was, he was averaging like 13 points a game, eight rebounds. Yep. I mean, he's having he's had a great season, way better than he ever played at Arkansas. For sure, for and, sure. And, and I think it's we just didn't fit him in our system correctly, you know, I mean, or, or he didn't fit our system correctly. Yeah, and that's fair. Uh, that, that's that's 100% fair. Uh, but, man, they've been on a run, and, you know, a lot of people didn't think they were going to make the tournament. And when I saw them make – and I, I watched them, and, man, they just – they looked so in sync, and, yeah. and everything was just – you know they're playing really solid teams and scoring, and I thought, man, this team has a good shot. And then they make with twelfth seed, right? Yeah, yeah, they've won and like you know, seventeen straight. Yeah, you know who they play first? Duke. Yep, they do play Duke. Um, yeah, so they're twelve seed playing five seed Duke. Uh, after they win that, they'll play the winner of t- Tennessee and Louisiana. Tennessee wins mm. that. That's that. That's going to be a tough game for them, but I think Tennessee's a, a, a team. That can be beat as well. They're a streaky team. You just don't really know how they're going to come out. But they got some bigs that are monsters. Tennessee can come out of that. The, the only problem is Oral Roberts hasn't. Yeah. Oral Roberts probably hasn't played the schedule um, like Arkansas or Tennessee or some of those schools have played. So you're going to see. I think it'll be really hard for them to go deep in the tournament. But I think they could win a game, maybe two. I agree. And here's why I do like Iona. They're in the same bracket as us, right? Right. Um, so they play UConn to start. 
That's a dub. All right. So 13 seed playing a four seed. Then they play the winner of VCU St. Mary's. Dub. All right. So that puts them in the Sweet 16 against either Arkansas or Kansas. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they beat whoever that team is. They beat them and yeah. go to the Elite Eight. I'm calling it Iona in the Elite Eight. I just like I, I think they're favored there. I think there's some really good matchups um, that they can really utilize. So I'm a big fan of Iona in this tournament. Cool. Hey, so um, who do you think is the spoiler? I'm looking at Gonzaga always – finds a way to make somebody's day bad. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I'm I, looking at them, and they're ranked right now number 11. So I'm sitting here going, yeah, boy, I hate where I, – I hate to see Gonzaga because for whatever reason, they will kick your butt when you – if you think you got them. And another team that I saw last night, was it Arizona? Arizona's nasty, yeah. Arizona was like, what the? It was. I think that Arizona was playing Arizona State or vice versa. Last However, night they were playing UCLA the day before they played Arizona State. Yeah, it was, they kicked them all. <laughs> it, it was ugly. It was ugly. But, you know, hey, they, well, they, they, they did it beautifully. I don't think Gonzaga starts playing until March. Well, <laughs> it's always been the problem. They're... Um, they're in uncharted waters here because normally they come in in uh, that one, two, three seed. Yep. Uh, or, or really one, two seed. This year they're a three seed. They're always that favorite to win because they never have. And it's like, all right, this is their year. This is their year. Last year they said, this is their year. And then Woo Pigs came on and, and beat the brakes out of them, or beat the brakes off of them, yep. and really stole the show. So what I like about that is the fact that they don't have that extra pressure on them. They have the veteran presence, especially with a guy like Drew Timmy, uh, who came back. You got to know he 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 came back for a reason. Yep. Um, and that's to win this. Um, if you're looking at w- the Pac-12, in my opinion, is one of the worst basketball conferences along with the ACC. Uh, but you got to be careful with UCLA. You got to be careful with Arizona. The spoiler coming out of there is going to be Arizona State. They play in the play-in game against Nevada. Um, so you've, you've got some things to worry about there. But it's going to be an exciting tournament. I think my favorite thing about this year is there's really 15 teams that can win it. That's the thing. Who you got? Houston. So you're, you're sticking I'm with stuck Houston? I'm with Houston, okay. yeah. Yeah. I never go chalk. I never go one. But I'm, I'm definitely going one here. Um, and that's Houston. I really, I just really like the way they play, man. And I love their coach. He's a dog. So uh, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going with that. It's a hard team to beat. So, what do you got? For sure. Who are you thinking? Man, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a one. Well, here's the thing: you could create ten different brackets and have a different winner for each one of them, uh, and and doing it very unintentionally. Uh, because anybody could win right now. That's that's how impressive this is, really. Uh, there's so many good teams, and that's the one good thing. I mean, like we talked about earlier, about, like UCLA. Yeah. That's I mean, that's team. the one good thing about you know, like the transfer portal mm-hmm. is it's made a lot of these teams that struggle with recruiting, uh, it's made them a lot better, and so that's been really good. But one thing I do want to talk about, Joe Washington is not in the house tonight, and yep. that is bullshit. He went to Laughlin, Nevada, and spent the last few days in a million-dollar home, 
playing golf in Arizona. He played El Rio and he played the Hookah, I believe, a country club. Um, tough it, life that one. And that tough Joe life. Has. I swear he plays in a new state every week. But uh, it got me thinking about Vegas. And if there's one person here that knows anything and everything about Viva La Vegas, it's down there on the left. Here he is, folks. Here he is. J-Dub, won't you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the, the how-to on Vegas? I'll tell you. It's, uh, there's a lot of ways to do Las Vegas. And I'm going to teach you a little bit, a couple of the trips, t- tips and tricks on how to, how to get to Vegas, how to play some of the greatest courses in the area. Also, how to stay, eat, entertain uh, for free. And I know that's, that's, a, that's a crazy word that I'm using out Wait, there. Wait, what'd you say? You heard it. You heard it. So the, the big thing is, is, is picking one of, the, one of the hotels and casinos that you absolutely love. That, that's the first most important part. And you're going to find that there are some extremely reasonable rates uh, when you start to look online. And they're, especially if you can travel during off-season times. And what are off-season times? Do not travel during the NFL season. Okay, yeah. NFL is huge in Vegas. You got a lot of sports gamblers sports that book. go out there. They they want to play the sports book. Um, they you know they, they're they're there for that purpose. And and the casinos and the hotels are packed. Also, you got to remember now Las Vegas has an NFL team. So on Sundays now that's even it's even more full because people come in to watch their favorite team play in Las Vegas. And there's something you probably don't realize about Vegas. There are so many nonstop flights. Okay, so I'm going to give you the, the, the best airline to travel into Las Vegas, and, and there's two. I'm going to give you two. The first one is a national company known as Southwest Airlines. Southwest flies into Las Vegas almost more than any other airline out there for a nonstop great travel rate. The second airline is Allegiant. So if you're coming from Northwest Arkansas, you can fly Allegiant And that's Airlines. a Vegas airline, right? Because, it, it, I it, mean... It's, it's built for Las Vegas. Yeah. So that's a nonstop flight, two hours, two, two and a half hours there, three hours back, nonstop, not stopping anywhere. Very very rarely is it late. Very rarely is it canceled. Um, and it's it's always a, a very easy trip. Very affordable. And very affordable. You're going to spend two to $300 a flight, Um per person to get there. Then once you get there and you pick your hotel casino, let me tell you their deals and there's package deals, even through Allegiant. So first pick your, your casino, make sure or your hotel, make sure it has a casino in it. The next thing you want to do is go get a player's card. Okay. And that player's card needs to be inserted. Every time you're playing a game, a table, anytime you're going to a show, you're buying a show, all those types of things. The very beginning, you're going to get free play from the casino. They're going to give you some free play. My recommendation, the first trip you ever take to Vegas, is take a little bit of a budget with you, okay? And what I mean by a little bit of budget is you probably need a couple thousand dollars to take. And if you can play the slot machines, whether it be small, small values, you know, and I'm talking small values at a dollar to two dollars a machine, the longer that you can play, so, so Vegas treats gambling by time and average bet, okay? okay? So if you could set at a machine... I'll give you a perfect example. Keno. Okay. A lot of people think Keno is boring. Well, while you're sitting in at a Keno machine in Vegas, you're getting unlimited drinks for free. Okay. What you would spend on drinks in Vegas, about 20, well, you spend $10 a beer, $15, $20 on a, on a mixed drink. You can sit at Keno and pick three to four numbers. And, and that costs you three to $4. You're going to hit 
and you're going to be about even maybe a little up in Keno after about four to six hours. You sit there four to six hours. Well, number one, you're getting drunk. You're flat drunk. You're flat drunk. I mean, <laughs> I am. Number two, you've spent less than $100, which is way less than you spent on your bar tab. And your average play time is excellent. Okay. So that's going to build you points. Once you get to a level in points, you want to get to the second card level. Okay. This is what a lot of casinos don't teach you. You first like to, I'll give you an example of the win. Win Las Vegas. You got the first card level is red. Okay. You're, Bro, Max geeking out. Oh, he's loving this. Your first card level is red. Once you get out of level red at the win and you get to a gold or bronze, excuse me, it's bronze, you get to a bronze level, you're now your points get magnified because every dollar you put in the machine gets doubled. Then once you once you play for a few hours on that, so hopefully you've won. What happened to me is the first time I went to the win in Vegas, I was actually staying at the Trump Tower, or the, the Trump Suite. I had a beautiful suite at Trump. I actually hit a jackpot. Uh, a really nice jackpot the first time I was at the win. Well, I got to play on that money the whole time I was there. So I'm playing for a long period of time and I'm just building my card. I got to a platinum membership by the end of that day. Let me tell you what that platinum membership got. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. By the end of the day? By the end of the day. <laughs> Bro, but here's the thing. Like we all know how how jo- I, he's going to be modest about his playing. We all know. Well, this we is back. Know. In, well, this was back in the day, though. I, 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 I ain't bro, seen fingers no, move what, that quick, too. On what, what I'm saying is, is you're a pro. I mean, yeah. like no knock, no nothing. You've got this. You've you've got these slots, man. Got to figure it out. out. Well, here, here's it's really deal. it's really impressive. Here, here's the deal. There, there's a guy right now on YouTube. I, I want everybody. I think everybody should go watch him. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you today the real and the, and the fake. Okay, so there's a guy out there. His name is D Lucky. Okay, and he's being talked about everywhere right now. This guy's got millions of followers. He is he's he's taken Vegas by storm and really the Wynn Casino. Okay. What he does is he charges $1,800. Okay. And he takes you to a casino and then he plays on certain machines. He's playing on my machines. Okay, the machines that I would play. And the reason why is they're high denomination. You're risking a lot. He wants you to have a budget of three to four thousand. I don't think you need that type of budget. He's playing obscene amount of money because he wants you to hit within fifteen minutes. Why? He wants to bring somebody else in, right? right? So if you're playing a hundred dollars to spend, two hundred dollars to spend, you're going to hit a jackpot in fifteen minutes. Tell all your friends and family I hit a jackpot, right? Well, you paid him eighteen hundred. Okay, so if he doesn't put you on a hundred dollar or a, a spin of a hundred dollar more machine, he, you're not going to get that eighteen hundred back always by hitting a jackpot. On those machines, you are your average jackpot on a hundred dollar, two hundred dollar spin is going to be between ten and fifteen thousand. Okay, so he's putting you on those machines, but you can go play this yourself. You turn that hundred dollar bet into a ten or twenty five dollar bet. Okay, the higher denoms pay out at a larger pace, a a faster, larger pay scale. So, yes, you may sink two thousand dollars in one machine. Most people get up. They'll they'll lose, you know, five hundred dollars. They get up from that machine. If I haven't lost, if I'm losing and I'm on a downward loss consistently, I'm staying on that machine because when it hits, it will hit. Yeah, that seems to be something that you teach me often. I don't play the slots, but we'll just be casually talking or watching some YouTube videos of yeah. people playing slots. But one of the things you say is where everybody messes up is they'll play a slot for 30 minutes, for yep. 40 minutes, for an hour, and they won't have any luck. Right. So they'll go, ah, this slot's busted. Uh, let's go on to the next one. They'll move five chairs down. Somebody will come in, sit right behind them, hit it, play for fifteen minutes, and hit a big one. And they're only hitting a big one because that person put in all the time. And, and a lot of people don't realize this either. When you set in a in a pod style system at a casino, 
you've got, and what I mean by that, you have six machines that are all together, okay? Those six machines are all random number generated. If you think putting your card in and you've already hit a jackpot that you're not going to hit another one, you're dead wrong. This Vegas is 100% random. They have to pay out at a certain percent. Um, the Indian casinos actually have to pay out 97% of their revenue. So that that's required in Oklahoma. So th- it does not matter. There's going to be jackpots hit. It doesn't matter if your card's in, card's out. 97%, 97% payout? Has to, they have to pay out 97% of what they bring in in revenue in the slots. Is that within the month or the year? The, the month. So every so month- So they only make- Three percent, three percent on the gambling. Yes, that, well, on, slot machines, on slot machines, on slots, slot machines. On slot machines. Oh, okay, okay, okay. See, okay. on so that that's what the required payout is on blackjack and those types of things. You know, there is no payout, but you got better odds in those in those games. So, and, mm. and every casino has 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 a little bit different variables. Now, Vegas is not near as as, as lenient as what your Indian casinos are, right? But once you back to the the levels, once you get to a level, I got to platinum in that one day. I started to get things in the mail and people think, okay, I got these free rooms in the mail. My first time back to the win. Okay. After being a platinum member, I came back on a special that they gave me. I got $3,000 in free play. Okay. A thousand dollars to shop. And I, and I got, and I got a Rolls Royce to pick me up at the airport. So this Rolls Royce picks me up at the airport, brings me back to the win. I'm going to play my 3000 free play. I hit a $10,000 jackpot. I'm in, now I'm playing free money all week. I then go up to the VIP counter because I've got a, a suite at the win that they've given me for free. All of this is for free. My flight was for free. Everything was for free. I get to the win and I get to the counter and I said, uh, I said, do I have any comps for my stay? And I'm, what I'm asking them is, do, do I have any food comps? Because they usually apply that to your room. Yeah, like food and beverage. Like food I, and beverage. I was with him. Right. That and time. and the, ho- the, the, the person at the counter looks at me and says, limitless. Say, say what? They said, well, your, your comps are limitless. Whatever you eat and drink at the Wynn Casino, at any of our restaurants but two, and these were a small cafe and a, a yogurt shop, didn't care. Any restaurant, and these are five-star restaurants in Vegas. I mean, it, you've got a great steakhouse. You've got a great seafood restaurant. Every bit of drinks that you want, your whole mini bar, anything, every show that I wanted to go to, I got to go see um, uh, a, a great Circus Soleil show. I forget what it was called. I think it was Rain or something like that. It was amazing. Everything that I put on my room, and charge was completely free. Did not pay. Only thing I paid on was the tax and the tip. That's all I paid. So I, I had four people with me. I think the tab ended up being, you know, upwards of twelve to thirteen thousand dollars for four or five guys out there in Vegas. Shows, drinks, yeah, food. Yeah, went hard. And my 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 bill at the end was eight hundred bucks. Wow. So playing the slots sometimes, if you if you if you're smart about it. And and you don't you know you don't waste the money. What can happen is you can end up paying for free trips to go out to Vegas, and and really monitor and manage it as long as you're playing a decent amount of time and your average time is there. They're going to keep wanting you back, man. Because one, they want their money back. Two, they want you playing and they want you telling people about it. All right, so it, well, you if, just did. <laughs> if you're playing a boys' trip or a girls' trip or whatever y'all are doing, uh, you've got your flights. You got where to stay. You got how to beat the casino out of some money. Uh, where are you playing at, though? I'm going to tell you. I, I've been a win member for about seven years, six years. But Re- Resorts World just came about, opened right across the street from the win. 
everybody's telling me that Resorts World right now is the place to play. It's uh, they have multiple hotels inside. Um, it, it's it's built of I think three or four different hotels. They've got an unbelievable pool out there, um, and and people do a lot of sports booking out there as well. I've heard Resorts World, and then there's another place that's in old old uh, Las Vegas. I mean, I gosh, I wish I could remember the name, but it has the coolest pool and outside sports book yeah. that you're sitting in the water, you're watching sports on the TV. It's it's pretty amazing place to go. I, I think my pick right now, though, for Las Vegas, if I'm staying in Vegas, it's Resorts World. Okay. What about golf courses? Where are you playing out out there? Uh, the Wynn has the best golf course. The best course. golf course. It, it's right off the strip. It, you can actually see. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Wow. It's about 400, 500 around uh, per person. So that's why I tell you, get a comp, right? If you're yeah. a golfer, they even have villas on the golf course. Once you get to a platinum level, they'll start offering you the golf. So say you go to Vegas. Uh-huh. Should you, like, if you want to return and want to like keep go like like you have, yeah. Do you want to go to the same spot every time? Every time, every time. Don't try to like mix it up and go somewhere that's, else because that's where you get into that's, trouble. That's that's where you that's where you find that you're not building your points. Right now, Caesar's Palace, okay, is owned by a Harris. All right. Caesar's company is, is, I think it actually called Caesar's company. Now I used to be on my hair. It may not be anymore, but they had like Caesar's Bally's, um, a a few other ones down there as well. You can go to those type places and they also connect with a lot of local casinos like Siloam, Cherokee Siloam. They have a connect in Vegas and they'll, they'll match. So let's say you've played a lot in Siloam Springs. Okay, but you've never been to Vegas. You could call your host in Silent Springs and say, hey, I'm going to Vegas. Do you have any partnering casinos? They'll honor your status in Vegas, which means now you're going to get that platinum level, even though you didn't play platinum level in Vegas. That's incredible. Because platinum level in Vegas is going to be – it's going to be quite a bit of money, or it's going to take you quite a bit of time. But I'll tell you, I had a family member, an uncle. He was a penny slot player, okay? He'd play max bet $1, $2 a spin. Which some people say, man, that's a lot. It's really not. You're going to hit more things. You're going to play pretty even. You may lose a couple hundred dollars, but he would come back winning five, six hundred bucks from Vegas. Well, you just spent a whole week in Vegas and won money, right? Well, that's that's always been my thing. Whenever you uh, whenever you boys go to Vegas, I've only been a few times, and it's for you know like the NFR or to watch my brother win the world and freestyle bullfighting. Uh, so I, I haven't done a lot of gambling, golfing shopping whatever the case may be but whenever i hear y'all's trips um and 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 what it boils down to is how much it actually costs you guys and how much fun y'all had uh not spending that much money is is always super impressed me so we've got the listeners the place to fly the place to stay the place to gamble and the place to play golf i think they're pretty squared i think you need to write a book or come up with a YouTube series about how to conquer Vegas. One other thing I know that you need to do, you need to go check out our Facebook and Instagram for Ryan Goss's Golfers of the Week because that guy, I know, like, I I love sports betting. Uh, Sports gambling is one of my favorite pastimes. I know you love it. I don't know if you love it, Mac. I know Joe does. I mean, a lot of us, right, like, we're we're golfers. Uh, We're human beings with a beaten heart. (laughs) <laughs> we all love to gamble, but uh, Ryan Goss came out with this system, this algorithm um, he's been, that he's been de- developing for two years that you could go and sit at one of those sports books, reserve you a table, and just watch your money roll in on these golfers that he's placed. I mean, he had four out of the top five. The only one that he missed was Matt Fitzpatrick, who missed the cut by one shot. But he had Hovland. He had Griffin. He had Jason Day. He had uh, Tom Kim, mm-hmm. 
And those were kind of like his not chalk guys, right? He, right. You know, guys that not Scheffler, uh, not Rom, not Rory, which he wasn't big on Rory or or Rom, which you know is funny because yeah, because Rom uh, neither one of them made it. Uh, yeah, Ryan, he, Ryan probably he did put say that. Scotty. You know, a course is always a good bet to go with. Uh, but he he made a bunch of lineups this week, and I know he's came out positive. His take, he pays attention to the weather beforehand. He pays attention to golfers' travel. He pays attention to the greens, to how long the rough's going to be, like you were mentioning with the players. He pays attention to all this stuff and puts it all into this algorithm, and that's how he comes up with the golfers to bet on and not to bet on. And there's guys that he was saying this week, uh, hey, don't don't bet him. I know he's got the name. I know he won last year. I know he just did this. You know, like Kurt, uh, but don't don't play him this week. This is not his course. This right. is not the course for him. I was incredibly impressed. And in fact, too. a few of our followers uh, uh, ran with it. Uh, and the only mistake they made, like Jada uh, or like old Jeremy over here, was picking the wrong sixth guy. Uh, you know. Uh, Otherwise, they would have had some pretty, uh, pretty steady lineups. He was big on Ricky Fowler. He, he finished at eight under today. So, I mean, I think we got this thing covered. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I love that. I love that. I've never been to Vegas, so I know. I've only been twice. I'm sorry. So I don't know enough about it. Uh, but that insight's pretty impressive. I don't know if anybody really knows all that information that you gave because we see people and friends go to Vegas all the time. Right. Right. I mean, it's cheap to fly out of NWA, but they always stay somewhere different. Yep. They, the they thing, never yeah. really know how to gamble well, and, 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 and they don't know how to take advantage of these opportunities. They'll, they'll go stay somewhere cheap, right? right? That doesn't offer some of those benefits right. that some of these higher dollar casinos offer. And man, once you get involved in one of these places and yes, the, the upfront, you know the the very the very first time you go, you could have a bad bad you know session and have a bad run and be like, man, this was terrible. It was a terrible idea. But it's the consistency. If you go once a year, once every two years, go to the same place. You know, make make your card known every year. Your status has an opportunity to change. It's just like the airline companies. If you've got airline miles, it's the same thing. You know, I, I just had a friend that had to literally go fly the last day of her. Uh, airline because she wasn't going to keep her status for the new year. So she just took a quick trip. It cost her 140 bucks, but that $140 constituted $10,000, $15,000 over the next year in free flights. So there's, there's little things like that in Vegas that you got to watch and monitor that most people don't do, but it could save you thousands and thousands. And you're going to get to live like a rock star in yeah. Vegas on a very cheap budget. Yeah, that, that, that's incredible. J-Dub, thanks for that, brother. Welcome. I really do appreciate that. Uh, I think we'll dive more into that every time, you know, things are going on. Uh, so thank you for, for that. Hold yeah. For a what is the name of the, um, okay. Right beside the Bellagio is the place where they have a, a Ferris wheel, not a Ferris wheel, but a roller coaster and all of that. Yes. Now, right across the street from that is an underground where you can go in and you'll never be able to tell what time it is outside <laughs> because they keep upping and lowering the light to make you feel like, I, I, I don't know that's, what that, that's old Las Vegas. That's old Las Vegas. That's old Las Vegas. So they, the, it's, it's outside, but you feel like it, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's inside. all the shops. Yep. They have all of the great shops stuff and they have, they had this one place I went to eat and it had all the great seafood. You had this long, 
um, escalator that went up and it was right where you could go gamble everything. Um, I think I think you're talking about Fremont Street. And Fremont is uh It's like a mile long yep. tunnel that goes up. Yeah. Yep. Uh that's where I stayed at. Yep. Fremont's great and it's it's up and coming. I mean they've uh they've they've made it so nice now and added a few new resorts out there that it, it's really it's really becoming popular again. And it's it's almost like you're you're inside but the the skylight is on on screens. These LED screen, so it makes you feel like you're in the daytime at three in the morning. Yeah, uh, one of those guys that got you playing golf, as you mentioned, uh, was Tiger Woods, and he's uh, he's recently been in the news. Mac, have you seen that? Yeah, I, I saw what was oh, going on. Erica yeah. Herman has filed a lawsuit that against Tiger in, Woods. That was back in October, no, 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 no. two and twenty-two, wasn't it? No, 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 no. She filed this lawsuit right, uh, but to get out of the NDA that she had signed. So everybody thinks, all right, there's big news here, right? Because to get out of an NDA, the only way you can do that is the Speak Out Act, which was recently done. So that means it has to be something with sexual assault or it has to be something with sexual harassment. Those are the two things that qualify for the Speak Out Act that allow you to then speak you know, beyond your NDA, right? Turns out. She just salty, dog. Mm-hmm. Did y'all hear how he actually ended it with her? I yes. did. I saw it. I saw what the. Uh, it's the most. It's the goat move of all time. So, did you hear about it yet, J Dub? I did, dude. So this guy, Tiger Woods, right? We all know his history. He uh, he has his people reach out to Erica and say, "Hey, we know things have been tough with you and Tiger." He was telling us about it. He feels so awful on it. Um. He wants to take a vacation with you. So what? this is what we need you to do. We need you to pack a couple bags. All right, we're going to take you to the airport. Y'all are going to fly out. He's going to meet you there. And y'all are going to have a nice little vacation together. So she gets excited. She packs her up a couple bags. She hops in the car. Driver drives her to the airport. Drops her ass off and says, oh, by the way, Tiger broke up with you. You don't live in this house any longer. <laughs> Change the locks. Change the gosh damn locks. Sure did. I mean, you want to talk about a gangster. Now, he put her up in a badass hotel, but, yeah. but, and gave her some money or whatnot. Yeah. You ain't coming back here. He said, you ain't coming back. Can't sit here. I nope. mean, you want to talk about a baller move Man. of all baller moves. Tiger Woods just comes mm. in from the top ropes. I yeah. did, I, I, when I was reading that, his, 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 manager's name oh i don't know uh, what's his name i can't remember his name but tiger didn't say a word uh-uh it was all his representative yeah it was yeah. his whole team his yeah. entourage yeah and uh it, it it was about it was about staying in the house outside of there right because she didn't stay in the house she stayed in the guest house or something yeah, he had he he had bought this eleven million dollar house or multi million dollar house. Said she could stay there for like eleven years. She lived there for five. And there's a whole bunch of stuff, but yeah, she was staying there. And it was like a verbal agreement. Yeah. There's nothing. You know. Yeah. you know, I've been. She's like she lived there for six. Yeah. I've been a part of an entourage like this. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say his name on the air, but I'm gonna. Uh, my, my buddy Ryan Belcher, um, great surgeon in Nashville. You ever have any ears, nose, throat, cleft lip, anything like that? Go see him. Works for Vanderbilt. Um, but, uh, but we were probably in the, I don't know, sixth, seventh grade. He had this girlfriend and, uh, they were having some problems and we were at a, a state football game and, 
Ryan was just done with it. Didn't want to talk to her. Didn't really want to be around her. He said, man, I just don't know how to break up with her. I said, well, Ryan, I'll do it for you. He said, you will? I said, sure. So he sent me over to this girl and I gave her the bad news. You know, I said, hey, Ryan Belcher doesn't want to be your boyfriend no more. I'm going to tell you what. Being the entourage is not always as easy as you think. <laughs> this poor girl went to crying on me, hated me for the rest of her life, told all her friends how terrible a person I was. Oh, I thought it was about to go where where, where Jonathan's like, but I'll be a shoulder you can cry on. Oh, you know, no, I didn't get no, I didn't have that opportunity. And then here's the worst part: this girl, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say her name. This this girl <laughs> ends up at uh, Baylor uh, and starts for Baylor on the women's basketball oh, team. Wow. So then I felt even worse because I thought, oh, she's going to say my name on ESPN. That's how much she hates me. Um, but actually became a really good basketball player. She's a wonderful person. But, uh, yeah, it's not always fun being the entourage of some of these people. No, you know? I can I can definitely understand where that wouldn't be. I just I, – I saw this, and at first I was like, oh, this is going to get gnarly for Tiger. He's got the history. He's got the past. This is not going to work out well. But then the very next day or two days later, you hear this, and it's just like, man – I'm sure there's still more to the story. There's more we'll find out about. Well, the last time he was, was involved, it he, was pretty wild. Last time he was involved, and he he got in a major altercation, wrecked his car, had what the golf club through the window. Yeah, you know he didn't want that again. Yeah. He said, "Well, I'll let somebody else get that <laughs> golf club through the window this time." I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, so there's one thing I wanted to work on before we close up. There's uh, there's there's an idea that I've always had, and it's a golf tournament for all different types of levels. So hit, sit with me for just a second. This is what I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, I, I got to come up with the name. I haven't come up with the name yet. I'm thinking of calling it, you know, like bogeys and more bogeys or, you know, something like that. Huffers and duffers. Uh, I like that. Something like that. But what it is is it's a four-man scramble, okay? You, you, you don't show up with your team. Like If you show up with four guys, that's fine. But basically the way it works is let's say one guy shows up. Well, the next three people, even if you're in a group of four, the next three people are on that guy's team. So that means one guy is going to be on somebody else's team. So that's how it works. That's how you team up. So you don't know if you're going to be teamed up with three scratch golfers and one terrible golfer or three really, really bad golfers and one scratch golfer or if you're all just going to be mediocre, okay? Now, on on every par three, you know, there's a different type of challenge. Like on one par three, you got to spin for the club that you have to use, right? Um, and so that's kind of the challenge. You have music on all the holes. You know, it's a fun atmosphere. You pay – you don't have a flight system, right? You pay first, okay? You play the middle, and you pay the last team. Love it. I do, too. I'm in. Let's do it. And so Let's with this podcast, out. we've always talked, or I've always talked about it anyways, about building a community. You know, whenever we're doing it, I wanted to make sure I had my best friends here with me. I've already accomplished that. Now I want to make this thing into like a big community, right? That's been one of my favorite things for all of our friends that feel like they're now a part of this podcast and this dream that we have. Uh, so to continue that, I'd love to be able to throw a tournament like this where we can set that up. Uh, pair people with random other people uh, and just really have a big environment to where, like, you want to win, but you also want to have Dude, fun. Yeah, it'd be a blast. Yep. So, people would love that. that and it's going to be hard to figure out where you're going to land at, right? What do you, you mean? You said first place, middle of the road, yeah. last place. Yeah. You, so there ain't, there's no, I mean, there's no, what I hate about doing, you know, the only way don't sandbagging. Way I, well, the only thing I hate about uh, when you're doing, yeah. you know, foursomes and they're, you know, you're doing uh, what you call it, scrambles. Uh, yeah, that you know, you can get 
people that say, well, I ain't, I'm just going to say what I want to say. Yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, you don't know where you're going to land at, so you, you don't know what's getting ready to happen. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. I mean, that's what I like. You just, you know, you're going out there and playing and having fun, meeting a bunch of new different people and, uh, and getting to have some excitement with that. So, hey, guys, before – Hold on. I got one thing before okay. we close out. Cause, yeah, I know you're trying to close out before I bring this one up. Oh, God. Mac, go ahead and ask them. We went to Top Golf last night. Go ahead and ask them who won back-to-back first last all, night. First of all, first okay, of all. Okay, so if you guys all. went to – The guy uh, who doesn't top, golf. You you guys went to Top Golf and nobody called me. Yeah, Mac, well, I, I'm pretty sure I suggested it, I thought. But, well, uh, nah. in, in all fairness, they had friends in from out of town yeah. with their wives and girlfriends and stuff. So the bay was a little full. There wasn't even really room for me and Jenna. We I, just kind of snuck in the backside there. I got a wife. Uh, no, what I'm saying is it was just packed. It was just I, packed. I, I know. I, Next I, time, I, Mac, I, I promise. But no, this guy goes and he's. I mean, I, he was trying. He was trying to give it everything he had. That's for sure. I had like a mini heart attack slash stroke earlier in the day, so that's my excuse. Uh, but I didn't realize either that you know him beating us at Top Golf, he would be taking pictures. Oh, it would gosh. become a whole thing. And but then, just like he did with I, bowling. And then I realized, I realized, oh shit, we're never living this down. Never, yeah. ever. He got a medal. He got. He was walking out of a bowling alley with a medal on after I, I got my ass beat, and he, he, he wore he it all day. Chain right. And then he's like he over here last night trying to get the Top Golf screen to clear off, so I didn't take a picture of it. <laughs> I said, oh, I don't know. I whip that ass. He That's what our, I did. He he beat our ass. That is that is for sure. I was uh I wasn't expecting it. It happened. It happened. And you uh you definitely beat our ass. So hey guys, before we shut it down, make sure you go to our Facebook and Instagram page. There's a new link on there. We got some new merch. It's a pre-order. It's gonna be available for two weeks. It's got some dope stuff on there, some different colored shirts, some different colored hats. It's got our logo and all the things fun. Um, it's going to take a few weeks to get it to you because it is pre-ordered. It comes from a different site. But please go check it out. Share it with your family. If you like the podcast and the way things are going, well, thank you. We really appreciate it. We want to hear from you. Go to our social medias. Let us know. If you'd like to see something done differently or you'd like us to add something, do that as well. Uh, we love the input. This is a community for us guys. Uh, and we want to make sure each and every one of you are part of that community. JW, you got anything? Hey, like, and follow, buy some merch. That's how we keep this thing going. That's how we put tournaments in Northwest Arkansas. That's how we get to share some of the fun things we get to do with you guys. And we're going to bring you part on the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, you got anything? We're just getting, we're just getting started, baby. This is, this is coming. This is fun. Um, and we just, we love your support. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Big fans of the support. Mac, you got anything? Hey, guys, if you uh, want some great recipes or want to talk about how to cook or you need anything that's got to do with um, spinning up some some spaghetti or anything, just let me know what it is, and I'll try to do my best to help you out. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for for being a part of it, helping us grow. This is going to be a lot of fun. From Riley Green, it's different around here. We saw him at JJ's Live, too. He put on one hell of a show. He sure did. Hey, guys, we'll be back this same time next week. We look forward to hearing from you, seeing you, shaking your hands, and all that fun stuff. Until then, we'll see you next time. Peace.